following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on The Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for The Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, The Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the live stream weekdays at 3. And also on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen live anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this hour and a little bit beyond, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer. He played with Bonds. He played with Jeter. Any guy that can say he knows Bonds, Jeter, and Eric Zane, who's producing this show two more times this week, you know they're big time. JV also in Cooperstown Hall of Fame, most pinch hits in a single major league season. He doesn't like me to say it, but I think if you're in Cooperstown, I need to say it. I really do. I believe you're. That big, your money, and you don't even know it. (laughs) And Eric Zane will join us for baseball conversations, so can't wait for that Uh, with Zane. uh, We'll talk about the Tigers. They had a utility infielder, probably third baseman, Gio Urshela. John will break down his entire life, uh, the Urshela (laughs) story, uh, coming up on the show. And we'll talk a little golf, John. Yeah. Michigan was listed as the second-best state for public golf courses in America. In America. Not the Midwest. In America. And we have a lot of public golf courses we played together. We've thrown clubs together. We've swore at each other. We've challenged each other to pick it up or walk home. We've shared a lot on the golf course. And Eric Zane, a renowned golfer himself. I wonder, okay, if we line up the three of us against... Tiger Woods' son, who tried to qualify for a PGA event down in Florida, he threw up a 16 over par 86. Oof. Charlie Woods. I don't think he's 16 yet. I oh, think he's 15. He's young. He's, his time will come. But 86, I, I started thinking, man, there's people, you know, sons of Woods who I can beat in golf. Johnny's worked on a great swing over the winter. Uh, Eric, he's amazing. He'll be a part of the Ada Indoor Country Club yeah. two-person scramble this weekend. You with your son? Yep. Oh, they got rocket swings. His son played baseball at Ohio State. Yeah, I imagine. Long Beach State. Put some power behind yeah. it. Yeah. His kids are all just him and his wife and athletic baby factory back in the day. <laughs> These two. They're, they're how many kids? 17. 17 kids. I didn't know that. His wife's Amish. 
So right, we're not going to go into... All right. Uh, we don't like talking. We've, no. got, a, we've got a carriage in the garage. Yep. Okay. He, he, he doesn't use it during the winter. <laughs> it's too dangerous. The, the little winter. triangle doesn't help on an ice, <laughs> on a stretch. Of I can go down eight, eight, eight to drive highway. and I'm okay, you know. How you doing, JV? Good. I'm doing great. Had a tough week in iRacing because it was uh, Daytona and Atlanta. Yeah, hold on. Fast, but... you, I don't know if you knew this. Do you know he does iRacing and he's a very accomplished, and that's on the simulator. Okay. Very no, I accomplished didn't know racer. That. I know that that's, that can get so unbelievably Most NASCAR drivers competitive. Yeah, it's really good. Have you got sponsors? Well, I'm working on one. We're trying. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put the huge show on my car. And Berlin. Oh, with Berlin, Berlin Raceway, you know. But I think Striegel said when he gets through with his stretch here, which was Voice Daytona, NASCAR. Yeah, he, he'll sponsor. I'll throw a huge show logo up on it. Zane, will you put up Eric Zane's show Without logo Without a doubt. On? I'll put a little thing what, on it. What, yeah. what do you cost? What do you charge us? Uh, for you guys, 11, 11, 11, 5. I'm kidding. It's not. It, we just like honestly. What do you need from us? I don't know. It's, Me it's, and Zane, huge show, and Eric Zane will be on. I'll your talk car. with my uh, my counterparts, but yeah, it, well, it's more about the fun and, and putting uh, the logo on it. Okay, it's, so here's what we'll do: you put the logos on it. We'll update people like, hey, uh, Vanderwall got taken to the shed again. This time at Talladega. Well, you know what? Even be better. Like if I would have had the car this week because I got wrecked so much this week and last week that to see the big old huge face on there. Uh, in a crumpled hood would have been kind of oh, okay. cool. You know, okay, that's but. nice. Yeah, good to see you too, John. Glad you come in. <laughs> that sounded horrible, didn't it? Bill? <laughs> like he hopes, he hopes I, I no, crash. No, actually, I think that'd be awesome. I think he said, "I hope I just you thought crash." About it. No, you're just put you in uh, Berlin Raceway on there and put the podcast. And then Eric Zane the show. Yeah. Eric Zane show. Um, so when you're doing that. Can we act? Is it all being recorded so we can yeah. see the the, the uh, wrecks later on? You I mean, can. We can we can, we, can we can go back and do play by play in your wreck. There's a lot of drivers that run on Twitch. I think you guys probably have heard of that. He's on Twitch, I think, aren't so, you? So a lot of a lot of people stream on Twitch. Uh, that's where I think everyone does. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a ton of guys that that you know. How long ago did you get into this? I actually started in like 1990. Oh my gosh. Five ninety six. He's got his little his a D box set up with the screens, and it's uh, like a yeah. like the inside of a car down in his basement. All right, yes, yeah. that's that's big. So time. That when I started, time. everything was run out of Boston, and it's called the Hawaii Network. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was one of the early guys on there, and there was there was probably only like two 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 three hundred guys, and you would you you dial in the internet. Remember the old internet? Oh yeah, yeah. And you'd have the dan. Well, that's what you had to do, uh, and that was in '95, and it's it's progressed. I think it was John Henry or from the Red Sox, owner of the Red Sox or something, who took it to the new level. I believe he's the owner of it. And since like 2007, six, seven, that the iRacing network has been on, and it is it's it's incredible what they're doing. Wow. So like like today. I was on. I was spotting for another one of my our teammates, and there was at uh, eleven a.m. this morning. There was eleven thousand people online. Now you go on. You go at night. There could be twenty five thousand people racing, which probably isn't a lot compared to like Call of Duty and that kind of stuff. But we've seen this thing grow so much. I mean, there used to be a couple thousand people on a night. And now it's just, especially after COVID hit, it it blew up, and it's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. So you'd say thank God for COVID at that point. 
Nah, not really, because the racing got even worse. But because everybody came in, but just it's still it was a joke. I know. <laughs> I'm still a little tense from this week. Are you joking about senior? I'm t- I'm still no, tense no. with I all said, the wrecks I've had this week. Oh, I thought Listen, you were talking you were, about. You were texting and then no, Ricky well, Utting pitted. Show. So yesterday, Ricky Utting pitted. I told him we're all Ricky screaming. Bobby. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. He pits with like 15 to go, and he we would have lined up first. He would have been first. I'd have been third. And we we would have. We would have rolled into the victory lane, but no, he's got to he's got to pit and take tires and okay. got wrecked. We're gonna get uh, uh, I'm gonna get Eric Zane show logo, huge show logo, I race, and it is big. Berlin's a no brainer. Yeah, aren't they gonna put Berlin's track on the I race? And wasn't there a push uh, after Junior their... Dale Earnhardt Junior? I did read a post. I mean, it might have been a year ago that they wanted after to put the Berlin. XRS. Yeah, I think it was. Yes. SRX race. Yep. So Berlin would be a, a They advertise with Zane. Tell me they can't be with you. Yes. And they advertise with us. That's so why awesome. can't they be with you? Yeah, come on. Zane's got an empire right now with the Eric Zane Show <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. What, he's got, what, 200,000 on the podcast? No, More than that. He's got no, no, no. Really? It's not that great. Well, it's not that great. He is. He's so going to be on. Why are you still working here, then? That podcast is going to so be some, uh, somewhere in Michigan. He's going to be on in the mornings before you know it. Uh, you got a great voice, yeah, and, I, actually, and I do, I do mean that. You guys, both you guys, got great voices, but you do too. That's all. It's I, awesome to listen I to. I wish. I, I don't want to ask who's. I better. wish that I could be that good. You sound great. Come on. So now. do you, Eric. We all love each other. No, well, I, I, no, I, I love you. Here we go again. Here we go. We're all doing that. All like, man love. He, he, he said with Jason Benetti, the new voice of the Tigers on TV, came on the show last week. Okay. Uh, Jason, I go, let's welcome in Jason Benetti, new voice. And Jason comes in and says, Huge, I listened to you when I was 15 in my parents' car in Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And I said, thank you. And I, he goes, no, thank you. You kind of inspired <laughs> me. So John comes in the next day and he goes, I go, yeah, Jason Benetti said something about the Tigers. He goes, yeah, well, yeah, I heard that. Uh, it, it was a love fest. I love you. I love you. I love you. So, who wasn't it? Uh, Shepard wasn't Matt Shepard doing that? Yeah, Matt, Matt. Matt Shepard is out. Was out at the end of the year. Okay. And right. now Jason Benetti's in. I think uh, Dickerson's going to do like twenty-five TV games because Benetti does some national TV games for ESPN, okay. right? And some college basketball too tournaments. And they've added. Uh, on radio, is it Andy Dirks? Yeah, uh, they got more big leaguers doing their baseball games, which they, is which is which pretty they, cool. Which they have more big leaguers doing the the, the broadcasts of the games than they like do on on oh, it, staff. Is it Tony Pena? Did they who who they? <laughs> yeah, have? I think it was. I don't know somebody. So I, they I mean, added a couple of former Tigers now to do it. Uh, Craig Monroe is going to be the lead on TV with yeah, Jason. He does a Bonetta. good job. They 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 do a good job. I they have to be positive all the time but i'm sure that they're probably thinking a lot like how many of us former big leaguers think about things think about like that but. zane do you know how good he was in the big leagues john vanderwall well we've had uh, we've talked a lot and, and after t- after he's been here each time i've looked and looked him up and said my god look who you were sitting next to i know he's yeah. a legend man right, what do you think of this geo it's a reportedly one year 1.5 million dollar deal for the tigers Utility infielder, I think he's going to play mostly third. They don't have a lot to lose. Uh, again, you're getting some veterans uh, to fill out the roster. Is that what you see it as? He's going to play. Third base, I would play think. Every day. He's Cole pretty Keith good player. has second. Baez has third. Torque at first, right? Yeah, he's going to play every day. I, For me, you sign Cole Keith to the Willy Wonka, and he's getting, what, $2.5 this year? 
and now you bring this guy in. So you got four million on the infield, and you still don't know if he's proven. I, I like it that they got another infielder coming in. He's a he's a veteran. He's going to help that club. I, he's right handed, so there's a lot of positives to it. I still am a little perplexed because you know three weeks ago we were going we we're going to stay in house and we're going to let we're going to develop guys, and now you brought another guy in who's he literally just took one spot away from these young kids. So a month ago they're telling us they're going to give it to the, the younger players, and now you bring this guy in. So I, as a Tiger fan, I like it. If you're a Tiger fan, you should like it because it, it, it's going to help this club a lot. I just don't know what they're doing in, in management side. Yeah, and in 62 games with the Angels, uh, Ursula Geo hit 299, eight doubles, a triple, two homers, 24 RBI, 22 runs, three steals. Uh, 0.8 war. So the question is, he played most of his games uh, in those 62, 37 at third, 22 at first. So maybe they bumped Torque to some DH for a rest, and you got Veerling. It's interesting. Right? I, I think, well, I think he's not going to bump a young guy. I think he's going to bump most projections on the Tigers' depth chart that had Veerling playing third coming in for the outfield. Yeah, I they're giving up on Veerling at third, which I I don't necessarily agree with. You just threw him out there, and I thought he did a halfway decent job over there as a young guy who really hadn't played over there. So it looks like they've gotten rid of that. They're not going to do that. now. You, I think Ursula, my first blink at this is he might lead the team in a lot of offensive categories. I've seen him play. I like the guy. There's I some think good the guy's bats around really him. We, we still think the season, as we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago, it's still about Baez coming back. I think that's the big trigger. It's the it's the biggest one of all. It, but this guy's pre, this guy's pretty good, it, and they bring him in. They got him for a you know one point five. That's a great. I mean, to me, that's a great deal. And he's coming off an injury. The only thing is, it's a pelvis injury. Can he still run? Is, is that going to hinder him? I, I don't know. But just the presence of another you know another veteran veteran player is positive for the Tigers. Well, their third base depth prior to. The report on getting Ursula was Veerling and Zach McKinstry. Come on, that that's that's one of their biggest holes. And then hoping that your starters stay healthy and that Scooble comes back, Mize. Well, Manning, whole, I was whoever's in that rotation. You know, I I was under the impression through their management that you know they have the the people in the minor leagues to play it. I mean, that's kind of what I thought a couple months ago, especially you spend, you know, 2.5 on Cole Keith for this year. I and never played, never, never had played. a swing in the big league. It's 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 just perplexing what they did. Now, has other t- organizations have done this? Yes. And did the Braves do it a few times? They have and they were successful with Latin players. I've got a good buddy who writes articles out of New York. He used to be my boss at uh, in San Diego and Arizona when I was scouting. And he Can we had, say his name or no? I don't want to, okay, but right. great dude. Come on, Bill. Um, what? Well, what no, I can't. Do? His name's Ryan Isaacs. He's got a podcast out there, uh, Substacks. I think he has great info on the stuff. So he went down through this because he saw it too, and he's like, what is going on here? Why are you doing this? This guy – you know, had minimal at bats. You're talking last about Cole year. Keith. Cole, Cole Keith, and now you're going to sign him for twenty, a minimum of twenty eight million. And then he went through it all, and there's been success with that with on the Latin side, but on the on the American side of players, it's been a total bust. So, I and there's one um, media organization or guys that represent these guys 
there's one outfit who's doing all of this stuff. I've got all these guys that sign these multi, multiple year deals. It's a small in house, uh, you know, two three guys. I don't know how many sports agents, right? Sports agents, and they're the ones that have done all this stuff. And the Tigers, you know, what they're selling. They hooked them. They're they're selling. Hey, you won't have to pay this guy two hundred million. You just pay him twenty eight. Well, right? I mean, but he goes through this article, and and the only way they start recouping what they lost in the on the front side is that he does become a player. And he does become a player after his like fourth or fifth year, and that's where they they can make you know, they can have some savings. But to me, it's just I'm gonna be honest with you, it's ridiculous. Guys never never played. Um, the mental part of this game is, I mean, like Yogi Bear said, what do you say, ninety percent? I don't know, something like that. But the mental game is such a big deal in this game. And this guy's never stepped foot on a big league field, had a big league at bat, and now you're going to throw him into this atmosphere and think that he's just going to be a superstar. To me, I, if I was a GM, I would never do that. Never, ever give somebody that young that kind of money. But ever. you're the Tigers. It's not like you're an established winning franchise right now. They got money. But you have nothing to lose on whether he plays AAA or he plays in Detroit, right? Can you break a kid if, if he – well, they, almost broke, they almost broke Torkelson. They were, right. I mean, they're really close to breaking him. Now, they'll be easier with him. But to me, now you give this guy two and a half. And breaking him, a kid for people who don't understand baseball terminology is, is that he'll never be able to get it back, right? Right. And I'm, you know, my hat's off to Tork. Or I'm not, I'm not a friend of his. So I'll say Torkelson. But my hat's off to him because he's got to be a strong kid to go through the, the, do the cesspool of stuff that he went through in the beginning beginning years of his his uh, you mean from coaches and inside the Tigers organization yes absolutely I mean he went through a lot and he came out the end pretty good right now now I also see things they're bringing in they brought a, a former first round draft pick from Milwaukee in a first baseman they've got her selling out first baseman and they kind of talked a little smack about him at the end of the year last year so I, I'm not sure what's going on there but uh hats off to that kid but if I'm him or Riley Green you know I'm looking at you know, we've played, we've had success now, and now you just gave a guy $28 million. I mean, that can ruffle some feathers in a clubhouse. By the way, Tigers with Urschel, if he's at third, Baez short, Colt Keith, or Colt Keith at second, Torque at first, Rogers, and then again an outfield that could feature Canha, who was a pickup veteran mid-level type of guy, Parker Meadows, uh, Veerling will become a reserve outfielder, Riley Green, Carpenter, probably the DH. You know, if if uh, Meadows, it's not a bad hitting lineup. I I I really really like what they're doing. They've got enough there, and if Meadows falls, doesn't produce, you know, Veerling's pretty fast too. I mean, I I think before Meadows got there, he was the fastest guy in that team. It, you know, you you listen to the the broadcast, so he can play center too. So they they have some options. To cover themselves. If Meadows can't win it out of spring training, then Veerling's your guy. I think he's right? already. I think he's already got it. I, I think they're they're giving it to him. I which you know what, he's done the work. Let's don't don't pull the rug from under him in spring training if he doesn't have a good spring training. Spring training is meaningless. It is totally totally meaningless for most guys. Now it's not going to be for Cole Keith because Cole Keith has to go out and he has to show that at least he can do some. Spring training is the easiest place to hit. It's easy. Especially if you're if you're hitting against veteran guys who are just trying to get ready for the start of the season. 
they're going to try to work on their command. They're not trying to fool you. They're trying to get that fastball command in and out. They usually leave it over the plate. All pitchers leave a bunch of pitches over the plate in every at-bat you have. So it, so the, you want to face those guys. You don't want to face a Job. You don't want to face these up-and-coming because they want to show what they have. Never, I hated facing these young and upcoming phenons because you knew they, you were going to get their best, and you're, not re- you're really not ready for their best in spring training. So Keith's got to do something. He's got to show that he can, he can hit. Eric, uh, you listen to the guy that's played in the major leagues, John Vanderwall. He breaks it down as good as anybody Why? in the he business. He should be on TV. He should. John Vanderwall should be on, on TV. Like baseball on tonight. TV for sure. MLB Network. Oh, my God. Well, I got some good buddies in Detroit that maybe they'd bring me in. What do you yeah. think? Me and you could be his agent. <laughs> oh, ain't no way. Right gosh. now, I get him in no. studio. I take him to North Kent Golf Course. I'll take him to Alpine. Uh, yeah. He's gone up to Agaming, Tullymore. I, I take care of him with golf. Yeah. What he does. You pay him with golf? Yeah. Oh, all right. Is that good for you, John? Love it. Oh, yeah. He's all been right. taken care of. He likes yeah. North Kent's Greens in Rockford. Well, you know, Agamang is awesome. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When we had a house the last time we were up there, house. it was, it was uh, awesome. Uh, like on the uh, 8th. Yeah. Was it on, is it on the 8th or 7th? Yeah. Or 7th? At 7th? Helicopter in. 7th Green. Awesome. On, Helicopter in. Holy hey, what? Uh, Big shots. Sunset or what's the other one? The nice the Sundance, Sundance, the nice one. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. One of the and, and I was festival. just looking film festival. Yeah, yeah not right. no. It's Sundance Golf Course. Okay, oh, okay. All right, Robert Redford. Uh, and speaking of golf, I mentioned Golf Digest. State of Michigan tied for second with California for the best public golf courses in America. Is it like a league? Uh, it's not a league. What you said are tied for. Uh... Like some type of like they rate them. Golf Digest rates golf courses. Nothing gets me so more. It's not ex- like the playoffs or anything. No, what we do here is that Golf Digest will rate courses. Like Tullymore was rated yeah. one of the top golf courses. Oh, I, oh you took Michigan. me there too. That was a good. We yeah, there you go. I, yep. That was that first Sunday in October. Yeah, man. When I, it was like ninety degrees. We got. I love golf in the state. So Wisconsin was number one for public golf. I course. believe that. Yeah. Wisconsin was number one naturally. They got whistling straights. Uh, yeah, I had Cal- to tell your story, your Ryder Cup story, yesterday to my some of the guys in X Golf. Oh yeah, when I, yeah. I ventured onto the onto <laughs> the fairway because they, w- without explaining it again, saying the Ryder Cup at whistling straights, uh, they have an Irish course and the whistling straights course, which is right on Lake Michigan. Well, they use the Irish course for people to walk, cross, get navigate. Well, after a few pops, <laughs> I got confused on courses, and I was looking for the restroom, and I had a bunch of badges because I had the International Pavilion. I had this badge, some other hospitality people I knew. I had a you media You were staying thing. on a yacht? I had a media. You? Yeah, I had all these badges, right? And I'm walking, and I get back into an area, and they're, like, cooking a 1,000 chicken sandwiches and a 1,000 burgers. And a, to be honest, I'm hammered. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, I go, dude, so I go, I need a bathroom, okay, all right, yeah. uh, because I was in uh, lane two yeah. in the huge 500. Okay, <laughs> I got you. So I'm like, and he goes, oh, right over there, go over the hill, you'll see it right up there at the top. I go, oh, okay, and uh, I walk, and I go across like a, uh, a cart path where they were mud and driving, and I go down a little hill, and I'm like, okay, I'm going through some heather, <laughs> and I'm like, I go, 
And all of a sudden, I, I'm looking left. I'm not looking anything right because I'm looking up towards the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Eyes on the prize. I go, I go, oh, okay, there's a bathroom. It's not that far. Finally, I'm like, you, you would think this if you're standing in the middle of US 131. All of a sudden, you saw traffic coming. And you're like, something's not right. And I look, and I'm in standing in the fairway of one of the holes that they're playing the Ryder Cup on. Because I turn to the right, and I see a sea of 10,000 people up on a hill, and I see all these yellow jackets coming at me. And I'm like going, and I'm dressed in red, white, and blue, so I think they thought I might have been like a relative, an agent. I'm, I'm, I'm dressed, you know, golf, and red, white, and blue, and... And they're, they're running up towards me. I go, hey, 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 hey. I go, you know, I don't want to get tackled, right? And I go, I go, hey, 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 I'm just looking for the John. Like, it's, it's a Kool-Aid man wearing a flag. No, no. I go, I go, I just want to, I'm looking for the John. They're like grabbing my elbows. The crowd's like cheering. They take me I think you're a street. No, and then so they get up to the top, and all of a sudden they're, all of a sudden there's like six cops. And I go, I go, hey, uh, I'm Bill Simons with the, I have badges. I go. I go over there. They told me to come over the hill, and I didn't see any roads. Yeah. And in the <laughs> crowd, I'll never forget. If you if you could have been there for the slow mo when I turned, and I'm like <laughs> looking left, I see nobody. Right? I see nobody because it must have been like a dog leg or a hole. I forget what hole. Yeah. And I forget a lot of that whole day. <laughs> Is that? And I turn to the right. See of like eight ten thousand people. Wow. A like hundred yards from me. And and they're looking at me, not quite sure because I have all the, I, I'm red, white, and blue. Okay, kind of like uh, look like Marshall. Yeah, it looked like Chris Farley celebrating Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they let me. They didn't do anything. To me. They said, "Don't do that again. You stay within well, yeah, the ropes." But how did you get? Did you go to the bathroom or did you? Oh yeah, I, no. I that was. Oh, we we qualified. <laughs> we didn't win the race, but we qualified. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm glad you told that story. Oh, that was good. Uh, I, had, I had people rolling it. Uh, yeah, nice golf when just looking to the right. I, I never felt any. It'd be like looking to the right and realize I'm standing on an O'Hare runway right now. <laughs> right. And there's a 787 Dreamliner coming at me. Uh, Eric Zane for the Eric Zane Show podcast, also one of the great voices in Michigan, PA Voice of the Grand Rapids Griffins, a Wingstop Farm affiliate, PA Voice of the Grand Rapids Gold, and also is it the West Michigan Ironman at L.C. Walker Arena? You got it. You got it, Bill. He's, uh, there's indoor football over there. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Yep. At, at Muskegon. Wow. I don't think it's called L.C. Walker anymore. It's called Trinity Health. And they own everything now. Yeah. They're taking it yep. over. Last and, time I was in that place, I was watching a uh, high school basketball game. Hudsonville. Totally did it. Yeah, well, it was Hudsonville, Muskegon, what, I forgot what of them. My brother Bob tried out for the Gladiators there back in the day. Really? At L.C. Walker. Well, I haven't heard of the Gladiators. I didn't realize that. That's that old that. school TV show, remember? Where they oh, beat up yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take, okay. They yeah. had a Netflix. Didn't they have a Netflix? Like, they uh, did, yes. About okay, all, those, all those people became the guys drug, the hair, the drug addicts, steroid. So one of my really good friends' wife won that thing. Yeah, my brother didn't make it. Wow. They, they, yeah. You try out to be a gladiator, not try out to fight them. They were looking for new oh, gladiators. For gladiators, okay. Right. Why didn't well, you Bobby try? looked like a gladiator. Does he still look like a yeah. gladiator? Man, he, no, he's like 6'4". He looks like a defensive tackle, okay. a gladiator. No. Uh, okay. And John played back in the day with my brother Bob. Yep. Yeah, John, what, what round were you drafted in? Third. See, should have been a first rounder. Mm-hmm. Tell your Major League Baseball missed yeah. on him. Played at Hudsonville, went to Western Michigan University. And had 14 years in the bigs? 
Yeah, right around there. Boom. Hall of Fame, most pinch hits in a single season, short and strike season. Yep. By the way. That was, too. That was 95. Yep. Yes! How about that? You're, you're, are you stalking him? <laughs> He's are from you? Hudsonville. He lives He's out there. He's still living in Hudsonville? Oh, yeah. His, his real name is Eric Van Zane. Oh, my God. He doesn't use that. I see a little Dutch in him. He is. Yeah, he, right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I look like I look like a he holds of. court at the Vitalis in Hudsonville, right? He does. He does. <laughs> Eric Van Zane. I look like that. A sounds like is that, is that one of the wrestlers who ended up like speaking of Roy Rage? He's like, yeah, yeah. Court said is in I look like a soccer coach for ISIS. <laughs> That's kind of funny. The the Vitalis in Hudsonville was the old cop shop. Okay, in Hudsonville. Right. Yeah, I haven't heard cop shop since uh, Al Capone movie. Yeah. Uh, John Van Rollen <laughs> studio with us. Uh, also, Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. We'll talk more about the Tigers, uh, MLB spring training, and we'll get to that list of the best public courses in the state of Michigan. Michigan number two, uh, according to Golf Digest. If you want to join in, you can check in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1 866 838 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Oh. Into the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Over to Tracy for breaking news. We have super good news, Dave. The super sale is back at Meyer Friday and Saturday only. Save $6 per pound on certified Angus beef top sirloin steak. Save $6.50 on a three-pound bag of Honeycrisp apples. And get a one-pound bag of mandarin oranges for 99 cents. Get Meyer super sale deals in-store or online while supplies last. Now that is super. Shop this Friday and Saturday only during the Meyer super sale. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn Com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sport, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. 
The 51-year sportsman's tradition continues. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace February 22nd through the 25th. Four football fields of outdoor equipment, boats, and activities. Buy your fishing boat from dealers who know how to rig them right. Meet the lodge operators and guides from Michigan to Africa. Hunting and fishing gear, seminars with guides and pros. Great deals on fishing boats and pontoons. And the lumberjacks are back. Free crossover admission to the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace February 22nd through the 25th. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'm broadcasting statewide from Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Outdoor Rama 2024 is happening this weekend, and you can join me at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. And Lomas Brown will be there on Friday, former Lion, 2 until 4. You can see Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart. You could win and meet him at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is on vacation. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, producing later, Mike Kimber, Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore. YouTube, Micro Mike with Chad Sports. Talk about the Lions, new coaches. Combines next week. John Vanderwall, who's a former major leaguer, one of our Tigers MLB insiders in studio. You know, JV, I was talking about that. Golf Digest. Ranking the state of Michigan second best, tied with California for public golf courses in America. And I mentioned courses that we're connected to, Tullymore Golf Resort, Agamang, Demaglass in halfway between Charlevoix and Boyne City. Another great one, Grand Rapids metro area, North Kent Golf Course in Rockford, Alpine has new ownership. They're remodeling. And redoing the course as we speak. Uh, American Dunes, obviously, you played that. Yeah. How I, many I, times did we play that last year? Played a lot. Yeah, right? three or four. Yeah. I mean, I tell everybody, that's a you need to get over to Grand Haven and play American do. Dunes with Folds of Honor. And just the experience is phenomenal. It's best around. Yeah, it's a public course, too. A lot of people think it's private. No, it's uh, public. Yeah, so Michigan is number two. What they say about uh, the state of Michigan California, uh, tied uh, with Michigan. So they got Arcadia Bluffs, Forest Dunes, uh, as highlighted. I've never uh, been there, but I've heard it's awesome. They got like three three courses there, I think, if not more. Arcadia Bluffs South, that's their new course. I never played that. Uh, they also list in their rankings and why we're tied for second in America. Uh, the Loop, then that's the course that goes back. Backwards and forwards. I heard that's for awesome students. Uh, gray walls. Bill Hobson from Michigan Golf Live has told me about gray walls up at Marquette. I don't uh, want to go up there. Yeah, well, it's it's right along Lake Superior. It's beautiful. Well, it's like a seventeen-hour drive up there. Uh, Tullymore is the number seventy-three public course in America. That was awesome. Yeah, there they go with Tullymore. That was all. I mean, that Sunday we had a beautiful day, and we played that in St. Ives. At what two beautiful trips? Yeah, yeah. So there's Tullymore, number seventy-three in the country. 
uh, for public courses. Uh, the golf club at Harbor Shores, Nicholas uh, Design. Have Is you that played that? South Haven? Uh, no, no, it's uh, by St. Joe Benton Harbor. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I've. It's kind of the right in the city there. It's yeah, right. By, it's a uh, it's a hard course. Never been there. Look beautiful. No, yeah, uh, I, some of those holes. Look they really do the nice. senior PGA Championship yeah. there with Whirlpool every other year. Uh, Belvedere Golf Club, which is up in Charlevoix. I've never right. played that. Yeah, so there you go. They're highlighting some of the uh, top. Where is uh, where is Arcadia? Uh, like uh, north of Manistee. Yeah, but I mean, where are they in the list? Um, Arcadia Bluff South Course is fifty three. Forest Dunes is thirty two. And Arcadia Bluffs. Uh, golf club, the main course there along Lake Michigan, number 14 public course in America. And look at some of the courses there. They're tied with California. You you want to you want to say something about Michigan public courses? Look, look at California's public courses. And obviously you're going to talk about Spyglass and Pebble Beach, right? Uh-huh. You know, number one, uh, number 12 in the country. But other ones that are public in California, where Michigan is tied with California for the best public golf courses, Torrey Pines, uh, the Lynx at Spanish Bay, PGA West out in Palm Springs, Poppy Hills, and Rams Hill. So there you go. Uh, State of Michigan, well-represented, Golf Digest. You know, I mean, when I lived out in San Diego and I never was able to golf Torrey Pines, but I, I looked at it, it was, it's like right in the middle of everything. It's busy. The holes, it's not, you know, it, it's it's not a its view because it's on, it's on, some of the holes are on the Pacific Ocean, yeah. and it's on cliffs, right? Yeah. And once you get that, you get a you get a good public ranking. But I mean, you know, you go down one of the holes and you've got you know a doctor's office, a dentist's office, you've got these strip mall. I mean, it's it's just it's it's different, and I hear that, and I've never been on it. And I heard it's awesome, but. I just looked at some of it. And I'm going, man, this just looks like it was just thrown into an area. But- and we're blessed. Uh, look at you got the Rocket Mortgage Classic at the Detroit Golf Club. You got uh, the Midland Country Club with the Dow Championship. Now moving up to the final week of June, you got the Meyer LPGA Classic at Blyfield uh, happening. So are they going week. back to back now? No, it'll be a week in between. Okay, not back to back because of the Olympics in Paris. Okay, this year. Yeah, so. Senior PGA Championship rotates down at Harbor Shores. Sure, nice to get into that pro am in Midland, you know. Yeah, hey, it would be nice. Yeah, got to give a shout out to the crew at Arrowhead in Cairo, Michigan, which is in the thumb. Nick Lipinski, who owns North Kent Golf Club in Rockford, and now the Alpine Golf Club in Comstock Park, has done an incredible oh. job renovating courses. So he has those I, three. I've told. Anyone that listens, they ask about courses I've been to. And I said, you know, i fortunate enough, and I love Egypt Valley. That's where you golf. But great, great facility. But I'll tell you what, North Kent is an awesome place to golf. Really, he, he, Nick Lipinski and his crew, uh, Eric and his uh, maintenance squad at Arrowhead and Caro, for our listeners on Sports Extra 1330 and also 100.9 FM in Midland Bay City, Saginaw, and North Kent and Rockford, north of GR, and uh, the Alpine Golf Club on the northwest side. Grand Rapids, all good stuff. We're blessed. We are. I know it with the statewide show about public golf courses available to all of us. John Vanderwall in the studio. He's with us for another 30 minutes. You want to join in? Check in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Petoskey to Detroit. 
This show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Urban U. They are Michigan's preferred med spa. Three locations in the West Michigan area, and you'll find an Urban U in Northville. Online, you can see all their skin services they offer at theurbanu.com. So the prepping season is here for the guests to come into Urban U. And if you're thinking about it, you can take care of everything during the winter from cool sculpting, laser hair removal, skin rejuvenation, and skin vibe for skin health. Now, these services are done in multiple sessions, and winter is the perfect time to start so guests can see visible results by the time they get to spring break, vacations, and even the summer. Find out more at TheUrbanU.com. That is TheUrbanU.com. The prepping season is underway, and it's time to think about your skin health as you get ready for that trip, that spring break, or the summer. Find out more at TheUrbanU.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for perks, Merck is here. Learn more at mymerkperks.com, member FDIC. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is on vacation. Rattlesnake Club Hunt out in Arizona. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, in studio for another 25 minutes. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show is producing. He'll join us in studio later with Mike Kimber from Lions Nation Unite. We'll get the latest on the Lions, NFC North. You can also find Mike, Micro Mike, on YouTube. Speaking of Lions, how would you like to win Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart? Tricked out, custom Lions logo colors, cool wheels, and more from Impact Power Sports. 14-mile road in Rockford, Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. And anybody can have any style of custom golf carts they want designed for the neighborhood, their golf club, their business, lake house, 
and more. Just go see Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. 14-mile road in Rockford. Also, they got all the big boy and big girl power toys, quads, side-by-sides, uh, lawn equipment, and more. E-bikes, that's big. You ever ride an e-bike? No. Neither do I. They say it's a big. That sounds like it. They have an impact and text impact to 21,000. If you want to get in on the drawing for that Lions golf cart, Lomas's Lions golf cart, we'll give that away at a Tullymore Golf Resort huge show event this summer, free to enter. For your shot to win, text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. And you can see Lomas and the Lions golf cart and myself on Friday, which is tomorrow. I'll be at Outdoorama at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Lomas will be there two until four. You can stop by the Impact Power Sports setup, meet and greet with Lomas. Uh, you'll see the golf cart you could win, and then the huge show. We'll be broadcasting statewide tomorrow, three until six, at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoorama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Now, if you miss any of our huge opinions, Hours, interviews, full shows, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Amazon, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. Following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on The Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. We are back live across Michigan Thursday. Show being produced by Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. If you haven't downloaded that, just search Eric Zane Show podcast. Eric Zane on Facebook and Twitter. If somebody in the state of Michigan doesn't have him on in mornings within the month, I'm almost willing to bet everything I own and everything John Vanderwall owns. <laughs> uh, by the way, former major leaguer uh, in studio, spring training uh, is underway. Man, looking at Shohei Otani in a Dodgers uniform. Now, he was already bigger than life over in Orange County in Southern California. But he, that, that dude, I, I can't get enough of anything about Shohei Otani I'll watch. Anything. Well, and you've got the Dodgers who are larger than life, and then you have the little angels. I mean, he's going big time now. He was already big time, but now you're – you're in the uh, the Dodger market, the, the television market. Um, can you imagine him being in, with the Yankees? Wow. Well, you know, when he, he, 
we talked about it when there, he was looking at destinations that with the nonstop flights to Tokyo, with the Japanese fan base able to fly into LA. Right, it's but the Dodgers, four, Dodgers was shorter. a no brainer. Yes, I, Dodgers I was a no brainer for him. But, but I can't imagine him in New York. It would be. It would be awesome to see. Let's just put it that way. It would be awesome He's to see. He's as, you know, it's Tiger, it's Michael. But the thing about baseball, because the season is so long and you play so many games, you get a chance to get on that pedestal, whether you're there for a while or eternity, like a Babe Ruth or Henry Aaron or whoever, Jeter might be in that category, Bonds, love him or hate him. But Otani is just his swing. The pure athletic ability. And he's like 6'5". Yeah, and the way he can pitch. Yes. And hit. And yep. run. Yep. And throw. I mean, everything. Yep. And there's never – again, it would – you'd have to go old school Babe Ruth for a comparison. Right? Well, we – when I played, we there's those type of guys, and you, you look at them, you go, they make a mockery of the game at the big league level. And he does. I mean, he's he's just a phenomenal athlete, and he's probably the best pitcher and the best hitter in the game. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm, you know, you're looking at the Tigers in, away from the rock stars of baseball that we'll talk about throughout the year in 2024. Tigers are parked right there in the AL Central. And the reason I think there is some excitement isn't a loaded roster. It's the fact that you're in the worst division in baseball. If you can make it to the playoffs, you never know. You never know. You never know, right? Matchups. You know, hot hitters, hot pitchers. And I, and I think that's taken the edge off the angst with the Tigers fan base to a point. I'll, I'll be curious how it translates in the crowds in downtown Detroit. Yes. But remember when they were so good in the years? That, I mean, how many years was it that they were probably the best team in baseball that never won a World Series? 2006 until 2013, 14, right? Right about that time? 38,000 a game. They're selling it out every eight, night. Seven, eight years, right? Yeah. And I remember talking to uh, David Dombrowski, and he was talking about, because if you go to a Tiger game and you go to like a White Sox game or you go to a, a bigger city game, the expense is so much different. You go to a Tiger game, say, for 25 bucks, and you go to a White Sox game, and gosh, 50 and he was talking about how different it is in Detroit because it's a blue-collar town. Um, you've, there's not quite the revenue stream as, as in the bigger cities. But I do remember those times when it was a, practically a sellout. Every, I mean, I think it was every night in the summer, 38000 every oh, night. Oh, that 2006 through, I think, until two, through 2014, where they – 13, those were their World Series rings. Uh, Leland mismanaged it. The one-game playoff, uh, they lost to the Twins, and they were saving pitchers for a series they never got to. They rested guys in the final weekend. I think he said Plonk was hitting over 300. I, you know, Jim Leland, when I met him at the first signing of the Stars with Hardball, sitting down and having a beer with him, hanging out, when I say – a long time, two, three hours, I could see why members of the media, beat writers, players like him. I just didn't think he could handle the bullpen. I, I really and – and, and he overthought lineups, and he loved – because he was a journeyman guy who wasn't that great of a player, 
He loved the Inges and the Kellys, right? And he would put those guys in lineups and give give other guys more off days than normal and not play hot hitters when you needed to win. Uh I think you need the Kelly. I was a Kelly, really. I mean, for a while, you need guys to play the roles. You need guys that can come in and give a guy a, a day or a day or two off. So I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, but the bullpen stuff, uh, it was probably not. It was not only him, but Dombrowski. I mean, yeah, never went out and he'd, he'd find the big money to go get Cabrera. Uh, signed just, Pudge, and he wouldn't do it for – look at the closers through that window I'm talking about. I don't have year by year, but just off the top of my head. You had uh, Valverde, right? Todd Jones. Uh, and am I, am I correct there? Grilly for a little bit, yep. I think, was in the pen. I don't know if he was – and Grilly went on to the Pirates and was outstanding. He was back one, to the National League. And Rodney, then, Rodney was, was better when he left Detroit. Remember Fernando Rodney? It just seems like it doesn't matter what team you are. Sometimes you go to another team and you're better. I, I, I don't have the answer for is that. It, is it pitching coaches? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. If you're a coach in the big leagues right now, it used to be you're more of a mental guy than a physical guy. You're not going to show. You might show them something here or there, but they're going to pick it up more so from the other guys that they're playing with, pick up pitches and stuff. Um, but you need to be able to keep people up because baseball is such a devastating game mentally to you that uh, you've got to have good people that can that can pump you back up. But I, I mean, even the I mean, back in that day when the Tigers were good, even a seven eleven cashier could see that the Tigers bullpen was horrible. You didn't need to be a a, a professional analyst to see that. And I just don't understand. And I was scouting back then, and I just I don't understand how that slipped through I, that you didn't fortify that bullpen because that's what needed to happen. And if that would have happened, I think, I, mean, I believe that the Tigers would at least had one world series. How much longer before they could have another, again, asking for a seven year run, maybe too much, but that they, they're there every year that you you're feeling in spring training. I don't know if it's a year from now, if it's this year, five years from now, where they could go on a three- to five-year run and be a playoff team every year. How many years is it going to take? Or? Yeah, I'm asking you. I mean, they've got a, they're young, so they have a, they have a chance to do that. Uh, but you need – the owner needs to step up and spend the money on some high-value targets. You have to have that. It, you just cannot – like the Royals. The Royals built their farm system – they got a World Series title, and then what happened? They disbanded. They got rid of everybody and started over again. You don't want to do that, but it it looks like to me that's kind of the way that this is going in Detroit, just like the smaller market clubs. is like you build from within. You build your, your minor league organization. You get enough impact players together at the right time, and hopefully they'll stay together for three years. And hopefully you win a World Series title. So how, how, for a Tigers fan listening right now, JV, are you saying does that clock, when they're there, start running next year? I, I mean, I think. This year? It starts running now. It's, it's running now. They have a, 
the roster's pretty good. I mean, it's this the roster they have now and the players. I don't see anybody now that they got Ursula. There's no wild card that's going to make that that team on the position side. You know, your wild card could be Cole Keith, the second baseman. Does he perform enough in spring training to be able to stick with the club? And I'm I'm saying 95% that he's going to be on that club to start. He ha- I mean, he almost has to get him two and a half million. So the roster is set on the position. Play- I mean, to be honest, this roster is set right now. There's the 20, they know the 25 guys that are going to go north. There's not going to, there's no, this guy could probably make it. They're 25 man roster set. Now, you have Riley Green, you have Torkelson, maybe, you know, hopefully Colt Keith is who they say they are. You know, the next big, ticket guy and I think and I've never seen this guy throw but the Jackson Job dude is probably going to be up in May and if he is as good as I think he is um, it, it could become very interesting the other interesting thing is is I see who's going to start on Saturday is Olsen Olsen starting on Saturday so they want to see what he's got I think he's a big wild card he's got pretty good stuff and I didn't think he had great stuff when I first saw him uh, later in the year, but as as it went on and I kept watching his starts, this guy's got this guy's pretty good. Now do, I don't know how he is mentally, but his stuff can play in the big leagues and it can probably play a two or a three. Um, he's pretty good. So now you have you've got a couple guys here. You've got Scoobull. Knock on wood, he stays healthy. You got Maeda and Flaherty, who you signed, and then it's Mize if he can come back or Manny. Flaherty's another one that you got to see right? what he does in spring training. I know he's a, I know he's kind of a veteran. He's a veteran, but you know he's had some tough years. You know you've got to see how what he does. If he's getting all racked, or if he's getting racked around in spring training, that's not a good sign. Because this guy, even though he got a, he got one year fourteen million, he's kind of on the ropes here. He's he's he needs to do something. And if he's getting shelled around in spring training, that that's a, that's kind a of a red flag. They signed for the one year deal last year. Uh, Harris brought in. How oh did, yeah, the right handed guy. No no, he was the one that came back with the Tigers. The lefty. Oh God, it's killing me now. I gotta look at the Went Garter or went I don't know. No you mean a reliever or a starter? It was a starter. That they paid oh, like ten yeah. million. I mean that I mean Who was that? They uh, yes. I mean they should you have told jumped me, off the building right. on him. I mean I'm, I mean what are you doing? Yeah. Um oh my God. I can see him. He's a great guy. <laughs> Spends a lot of money and in, in, uh, he's got his Christian charity and yeah he I, I, and Boyd Boyd Matt Boyd there you go thank you and I talked with him when I was there in spring training what a phenomenal guy he is I mean what if but I, he's pitch, he pitches fourteen innings and he give him ten million I mean what are you doing well and you're looking at this uh, potential rotation of Scooble again coming off an injury Maeda Flaherty if he can do it as you mentioned Reese Olson who will start. That first spring training game. Then you got Mize and Manning. And so you're And Mize you're, is pissed. Right. So you're still you're still searching for a rotation. I do like the first two are or the first arm out of the bullpen setting up in Foley and Lang close. And I think they got enough arms in the pen to be fine. The question is uh the starting rotation. And I like the names and what they can put together. Still relying on a lot of young bats. But at least there's some promise uh, with the sticks and on the fielding side. They got they have enough offensively yeah. to be okay. I it's mean, a they starting do. rotation, really. I think is the pitching, huge, pitching huge question wins mark. Games. Bottom line: pitching wins games. And I'm not so sure on the Lang guy. I'm be honest with you. 
good stuff, but he was always behind. I, and I think I even told you that last year we were talking about him and how he can't throw. He, his his off-speed stuff is lightning and his two-seamer. So is Chavin good. just a setup? He couldn't, but he, he couldn't throw first pitch strike very often. And, and eventually, and it's exactly what I said would happen, is that eventually they're just going to start laying off pitches and he's going to get deep in the count. And he's going to have to, he's going to have to throw a strike. And that's what happened. Now, can he bounce back? I don't know. And they got Chafin, who is is he just a situational guy to throw at lefties? Yeah, right? he's always that he's that goofball lefty. I think lefty on lefty, right? Yeah, right. that that is probably. I mean, he's not not afraid of anything and just goes out and and does well. I mean, that's what he he looks like a one of the guys that would hang out with me when I was playing. He's just a guy who. Um, but the flags are coming up on the rotation and the bullpen right now. Yeah, I is that the most important part of spring training? You think? To see? They're not – I mean, for me, it's – I want to see what Job does, and I want to see what Flaherty does. I mean, those two, and I want to see what kind of stuff Olsen has. The rest of them, I mean, Flaherty, I, I want to see what he can do. But um, the rest – I think I think everyone's penciled in in the bullpen too, to be honest with you, because they've done enough that they've, they've sustained themselves for at least the first couple months. Um, but I am not sold on Lang. I, I wasn't sold on him last year. I'm – I'm not. I mean, this is such a mental game. He's got to get over the mental part of it, and he didn't get over it there. Yeah, your stuff's great, but you can't throw a strike. That's tough to get over. It's tough mentally to get over. Now, if he can get over it, yeah, he could be unbelievable. But that's a question mark. John Vanderwall is a former major leaguer. Calls West Michigan home. Played at Hudsonville High School, Western Michigan University, and stops all across Major League Baseball. That included time with Bonds. And Jeter, he'll join us throughout the season. Tigers, MLB Insider. You ever have a Tigers comment or question? Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Johnny, always good to talk baseball, man. Thanks Appreciate for letting me come in, brother. Yeah. Uh, John Vanderwell, look for him on iRacing. When, when's your next race? Uh, I'm taking a few days off. I might go to the road courses now. I've had enough of uh, Daytona and, and Atlanta this week. So, yeah. We got Vegas next week. So Vegas okay, yeah. Week. Good to see you, man. Good stuff. Good seeing you. Yeah, John Vanderwall. He knows his game. It's called baseball uh, in studio here on the Michigan Sports Network. On the way, Micro Mike, Mike Kimber, Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore. We'll talk Lions, the offseason, the combine, new coaches. Dre Bly is out. thing I love about the Lions is that ownership, GM, front office, Coaches know what they need. And when they're all on the same page and they're moving fast on coaches and attacking the weak spots of their team, they're in it to win it uh, this fall. We'll talk Lions next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Over to Tracy for breaking news. We have super good news, Dave. The super sale is back at Meyer Friday and Saturday only. Save $6 per pound on certified Angus beef top sirloin steak. Save $6.50 on a three-pound bag of Honeycrisp apples. And get a one-pound bag of mandarin oranges for 99 cents. Get Meyer's super sale deals in-store or online while supplies last. Now that is super. Shop this Friday and Saturday only during the Meyer super sale. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter 
and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan, available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes on vacation. Eric Zane for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, filling in. Micro Mike. Mike Kimber. YouTube Chat Sports. Lions Insider. Also Lions Nation Unite. With Herman Moore, he'll join us to talk about the Lions. The offseason combine next week. Best thing, as I've told you multiple times, those listening, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, they know where their weaknesses are. I don't know if there's a better front office. You could look at Kansas City, obviously, with winning another Super Bowl, but just what the Lions are doing, quickly. They don't wait around. That's why I think this offseason isn't going to be a lot of drama. That they're going to go about their business. I think they're going to offer people extensions, rework deals. Whether or not they accept, then they'll move on. That doesn't mean necessarily moving on from the player, but hey, Goff, here's what we're going to offer you. If you don't want it, you know what? We'll revisit this next year at this time. That's what the Lions seem intent on doing. They have four of the first 100 picks in the NFL draft, so this NFL draft will be in Detroit. And their needs are obvious. I think most of us would look at 
defensive line, especially edge rusher opposite Hutch. You would look at secondary, and you would look at depth, if not a starter, uh, on the O-line. Mike Kimber, like I said, uh, joining us till the end of the broadcast. How you doing, my man? I am doing great. Super excited to talk some Detroit Lions today as free agency is nearing and the Lions are trying to get better roster-wise and try to go to the Super Bowl this year instead of just NFC Championship. You know, and for a team that was in the Final Four in the NFL, having four picks in the top 100, that the combine, that senior bowl, that the free agent process to let you know uh, how much you'll have to spend based on who you offer, re-sign, extend. Uh, it's a busy offseason for the Lions, but I keep going back to the base of this. They know what they need. Absolutely know what they need. They know what they need to get better here, and obviously it's defense, right? You need to get better at the corner position, pass rusher opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. They're dialed in as soon as the season was over they have been looking at these free agents, and obviously since the season started, Brad Holmes and the scouts have been looking at prospects coming from the NFL draft, and having those four picks is going to be vital. Obviously, what happened last year, you get a Sam Laporta, Brian Branch, Jack Campbell, Jameer Gibbs. These guys were integral parts to the Lions football team this year. It's going to be the same thing. Even though we're picking at 29, late in the first round, late in the second round, a couple third-round picks, we know the value of these players and the value of these picks because Brad Holmes can find the talent, throw them on the team. Can we get some players on defense that can make a significant impact this year? That's what we're looking out for. And I look at the moves on coaches early on with their three new hires that you can see what their offseason focus is in terms of personnel and talent. That Deshea Townsend comes in, Dre Bly out, Townsend a couple years with the Jags, he will handle the DBs. Terrell Williams, who we heard about during the Senior Bowl, uh, defensive line coach, did great work uh, with the Titans. And quietly, they brought in Jim O'Neill. He's a defensive assistant. Uh, primary job will be working with the Lions DBs, but he's been a defensive coordinator in the NFL with the Browns and also in college at Northwestern. So there it is. Defense, defense, and more defense. Absolutely. And just like we've seen year one with Dan Campbell, they're willing to remove coaches that are not being doing a good job or not successful, i.e. Anthony Lynn. And so they're doing the same thing here. Dre Bly, we had high expectations coming here to be a coach because he was a good player, but clearly it did not bring success to the Lions' corner position. is one of the weakest we've ever seen. And same with the defensive line. You get a guy here, you know, Williams, that is really good at Tennessee. He go on this defensive line and help get some pressure opposite of Aiden. We're good with stopping the run, and he's good doing that, but we need to get other help here. And some of these guys has got to pan out. Clearly, the coaches that were here didn't do a good enough job, and they need to get better. And so they find a couple coaches, help this football team out in 2024-5. You know, from the start with Brad Holmes and Campbell, they have made every move necessary to make this franchise better, on and off the field. They didn't hesitate in getting rid of Stafford, who was the fan favorite, right? Correct. They, they, in terms of stockpiling draft picks, which come into play even with the four picks in the top 100 this year where you just play that domino game and reshuffle, uh, here they are in the NFC title game. I think they're ahead of schedule. You forget they weren't even a playoff team a year ago. And we're talking about a team in the Final Four in the NFL that led 
the Niners. Convincing fashion at halftime. I thought the game was over and the Lions uh, were going to Vegas. They know they're close. They are in it to win it. Uh, hashtag unfinished business. Uh, you can push grit to the side. We know this is a tough team. We know uh, how they roll. And it is defense. It is not only defensive players. Because when you watch guys step back and you're like, wait a minute. You know, how could Cam Sutton look that bad in a Lions uniform? Is he really that bad? He didn't look that bad at previous stops. He didn't look that bad with Pittsburgh. Kaminsky looked really good last year. Yep. Good enough to get money from the Lions. And ha- then had options. Had options. And then the you know the defensive line was good, I thought, last year, but then it come in this year and it was much much worse, at least from the pass rush. And and the secondary just took a gigantic fall, at least at the corner position. Uh, Cam Sutton was getting burned all the time. Jerry Jacobs was getting burned, and he was good previously. So you do have to look at the coaches. Clearly, Dre Bly is not a teacher of men, at least from our team. It just wasn't resonating. They had to make a move because you cannot allow wide receivers to get 150 to 200 yards a game. That's just unacceptable. It is something that you don't see in the National Football League, and if you're trying to be a Super Bowl contender, clearly you cannot allow that every single game and expect to win. So they had to make the move. They had to make the change. They had to get better, and the expectations are correct. It is Super Bowl here, and we are ahead of schedule because we have a lot of young talent. We just need to get a little bit of refined with some of these coaches and take this team to the next level. Think about this. As much as we're railing on the D-line, most of it, you know, outside of McNeil at times and Hutch and Pascal at times, and even the secondary, they were still one of the four final teams in the NFL playoffs. Even with Coaching that wasn't up to par, whether it's D-line, whether it's you know getting rid of John Fox and maybe he's button heads a little bit old school with Campbell, a new DB coach. He, they know. They, they, I'm telling you, with the way the rookie class splashed, I heard Stafford on a podcast saying, you know, that, that's one of the biggest splashes by rookies that you've ever seen anywhere in the NFL. 100%. So it, they know they're great. close. They know they they're are. close. They're right there. And if you look at this team, too, from a physical standpoint, Justin Fields was just on a podcast yesterday in the St. Browns podcast saying that the Detroit Lions are the most physical team he faced. Just a team that's relentless, that continues to pursue the football, even if one leg is out of bounds. This is what this team does. They know what they want in their players. They know what they want in their coaches. To be on the same page, a physical football team, the John Fox, it wasn't working. Dre Bly, it wasn't working, so they had to make a change, and they continued to refine. It, it, it was really good, but if, you, if you're expecting this team to be good and you're worried about some of the coaches' changes, understand that they know what they're doing, they're getting the right guys, and obviously Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn are back. Those are the main guys to really control offense and defense. This team's going in the right direction, super stoked. His name is Micro Mike, uh, Chat Sports on YouTube, Lions Insider. Lions Nation Unite, look for them on Facebook and also on YouTube joining us talking Lions. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text word HUGE to 21,000. 
So the combine is the next stop in the offseason. In between that, right after it, we could see extensions. We'll get to the combine in a moment. Uh, but rework deals, extensions, what do you expect before we get to the start of free agency there, second week of March? I think the big contracts have been taken care of, right? We released Tracy Walker, saving five and a half, half million in cap. If they want to save more, they can extend Jared Goff. I'm just not sure when that's going to happen. I do think it's going to happen this offseason. Will it happen before free agency starts? Not 100% sure there. They can look at a John Kaminsky, who's making $6 million this year. They can reduce that contract and or cut him because he didn't live up to expectations. So that can save money in the cap. The Lions are great right now in NFL cap. They got a lot of money. They can go out there and sign players as soon as they're able to and be comfortable. But if they want to make more money or at least save more money, they can do it by extending a Jared Goff or a potential a Taylor Decker as well. Would you give Goff the deal now, or would you ride out the year with Goff, see where this team is at? Did they take that next step, which is the Super Bowl? Knowing you have franchise tag years in front of you and use some of that money to upgrade your left side edge rusher or secondary instead of giving the big money to go off right now. You will someday, but is it the right business move? Because this is where Brad Holmes doesn't think like a lot of other GMs do. It just seems normal. Hey, they're chanting Jared Goff. We're going to give him a deal. Just like there's no way they would ever trade Stafford, right? Right. They would never trade Stafford. No, and that's my point here, that if you could land Hunter in free agency, the Vikings edge rusher on the opposite side of Hutch. And you sat down with Goff and you said, look, worst case scenario, you're making 30 mil next year. You're going to get that franchise tag the following year, which would be around 60 million, which would be like paying him 45, 50 million a year. Would Goff be the guy that would say, you're right, that's in the best interest of the team. I'm willing to do it. Or will he say, I want that four-year, $200 million deal now? Honestly, I think Jared Goff is a pretty relaxed person. If he gets the extension, he'll be fine. If he doesn't, I still think he'll be fine from that perspective. I do think it'd be smart to extend Jared Goff when a quarterback gets you to the NFC Championship game. And the reason we didn't get to the Super Bowl had really had nothing to do with him. I am all about bringing this man to a long-term deal. And you can save money immediately when you do something like this. You can save save some cap money and actually get a Daniil Hunter or get another player if they want to at the corner position or wherever. I think that is a, a smart option for the Lions. They could say, you know what, we're not going to extend him and we're going to let him ride in this one-year deal Then we got the franchise tag. I believe make this man happy. He's done everything he could with the Lions. He did something that nobody has done in a long time, brought us to – you know, a relevance to an NFC championship, pay the man. That's my perspective, but they could go in a different direction. And Brad Holmes, though, at least publicly, and again, he's not going to show his hand to everybody, publicly has basically come out in so many words and said don't expect a lot of big money in free agency, which if we all read into it, which we do for a living, he's going to use that money for golf, for Sewell, for St. Brown, Right. Correct, and that's the smart thing to do, right? You draft your players and you keep them on your team if they're really good players. You got to think about this 
fiscally from a business perspective. Remember when we had Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson, and Dominican Sue, you couldn't pay all three, so you lost a good one. So he's got to be very smart with his money because we do got Panay Sewell coming up, Aiden Hutchinson at some point, Aline McNeil, Amon Ross St. Brown, and that's going to be significant part of the cap. But at the same time, we do got money to where I think the Lions can make one good move, like get a Daniil Hunter opposite of Aiden, where you can still have that player who is 29 years old, maybe do two, three-year deal, and you're good to go when Panay comes up. You're good to go with Aiden Hutchinson comes up. You just got to be smart how many years on a deal and when you can get out of a contract. Mike Kimber, uh, he is with Chad Sports, Micro Mike, uh, Lions Insider. Look for that on YouTube. Also, Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore. Check that out on Facebook and also on YouTube. If you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Speaking of texting and the Lions, how would you like to win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart from Impact Power Sports? They're on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They're Michigan's newest go to Yamaha cart golf dealer. Think about a custom Lions Golf Cart. All you have to do to enter to win is text IMPACT to 21000. Text IMPACT to 21,000 in the summer at a huge show golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. We will give away Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart. Text IMPACT to 21,000. If you're looking for your own custom golf cart or a quad side-by-side, all the big boy and big girl power toys and power equipment uh, from your lawn uh, to your life to e-bikes and more, they have it. At Impact Power Sports, 14-mile road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids, and they service the entire state. The Huge Show will be broadcasting live tomorrow at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoorama at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. I'll be there 3 until 6, broadcasting statewide tomorrow at the Impact Power Sports setup. Lomas Brown will be there 2 until 4 tomorrow with the Impact crew. At Outdoorama, Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com will join me tomorrow. And we'll talk about the latest when it comes to Juwan Howard and Michigan football. All that begins at 3 when the huge show is at Outdoorama with Drew and the crew from Impact Power Sports. And if you want to get in on a shot at winning Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart, text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office and etix.com. Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and CC Tom. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. 
The 51-year sportsman's tradition continues. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Four football fields of outdoor equipment, boats, and activities. Buy your fishing boat from dealers who know how to rig them right. Meet the lodge operators and guides from Michigan to Africa. Hunting and fishing gear, seminars with guides and pros. Great deals on fishing boats and pontoons. And the lumberjacks are back. Free crossover admission to the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace, February 22nd through the 25th. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'm broadcasting statewide from Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Outdoor Rama 2024 is happening this weekend, and you can join me at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. And Lomas Brown will be there on Friday, former Lion, 2 until 4. You can see Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart. You could win and meet him at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is on vacation. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast in studio. He'll join us coming up next hour. Mike Kimber, Micro Mike, Chat Sports on YouTube. Also part of Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore in studio for the next 40 minutes. Talking Lions. If you have a Lions comment or question, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. That's the word HUGE out of 21000. So from the people you talk with on chat sports on YouTube and also Lions Nation Unite off of this season, Michael... What do you think is the expectations of the fans? Is it back to the NFC Championship game? Is it getting to the Super Bowl? What would be your non-scientific gut guess on what most Lions fans expect from next season? 
I think the expectations should absolutely be Super Bowl or bust. This team is going to get better this offseason. And the only way to improve from where we're at is getting to a Super Bowl when you get to an NFC Championship game. We have money to get some free agents to help this team out. Really good in the cap space. And we got draft picks. So, look, the Lions continue to improve, and that's what they're going to do. And so they have to have this idea of getting to a Super Bowl. That's what the goal should be, nothing less. And it's okay for fans to have these expectations because when you're a good franchise, these are the expectations that you have. Will ultimately happen? We don't know, but the expectations should be that Super Bowl or bust. The Ravens, it's Super Bowl or bust. Kansas City, it's Super Bowl or bust. You talk to the 49ers, it's the same thing. It is time for our franchise to be placed in that category of high-end teams. If you look on ESPN right now, we're fifth when it comes to make it to the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl odds. It's not like that for without a reason. It's because this team is good. We have good roster. We have good coaching. We have men who know how to bring talent onto this team. The expectations, Super Bowl. My point that they're in the elite group right now in the NFL. I don't think they're going away soon. I mentioned I already love Holmes and Campbell moving on from coaches that don't fit, trying to upgrade there, just like they'll try and upgrade uh, through scouting the combine to free agency to re-signing players to free agent money uh, all the way through the four picks in the first 100 at the draft in Detroit at the end of April. How, How long do you think they're set up? For a run, based on how young that splash class was with rookies, I tell everybody, I I think this is a four to seven year window. Four to seven year window is something that I would say as well, but it could even be longer because with Brad Holmes' ability to continue to find talent in each and every draft, you supplement players whom you lose in free agency with more younger and better talent. Does anybody expect the Lions to just stop drafting well after what we have seen the last three years? I don't believe so. So I think this team is going to be a contender for four to seven years or even longer we do got Jared Goff, and eventually he is going to not be part of this franchise, right? He, and he got five years till he's about 34, 35 years old. So I think you can look at that and say, we got the quarterback for some time. We got players on the offensive line that's going to be there for some time. And you got a young player in Jameer Gibbs and St. Brown. You got your trios. This team is going to be good. Just depends how long it's going to be good if they continue to draft well, which I think everybody expects that to be the case. Uh, Micro Mike Chat Sports on YouTube following the Lions, also part of the Lions Nation Unite team uh, that you can find uh, on YouTube, Facebook, and all the social networks. More with Mike on the Lions coming up next hour. Uh, by the way, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Amazon, and more. Just search the huge show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the huge show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvin and his team at Dorn Mayhew. 
They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? We are back live on a Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is on his rattlesnake club vacation. Hunting rattlers out in the mountains of Arizona. He'll be back on Monday. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast is producing. Also, Mike Kimber, Micro Mike, Chat Sports, YouTube, find him there. He's also part of Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore. Look for those. Lions Insiders, Facebook, social networks, and also on YouTube. We're talking Lions inside this hour. The offseason is underway. I think most of us listening right now would agree that we expect this team to be at worst back in the NFC Championship game next season. I know Dan Campbell told the guys, hey, it's hard to get back. I don't know if they're in a dynasty mode. Give me an edge rusher and two shutdown corners that would free up blitzing your linebackers. And I might say they'd have a shot at multiple Super Bowls. John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer who is a Lions season ticket holder, said this team will win Super Bowls. I agree. The question is, what do they do in this offseason, which I think may be the biggest offseason for setting up the future, Michael. Because whether it's an extension for Goff, you get Sewell taken care of, St. Brown, four picks in the top 100. I don't think that's going to happen if you're in the elite now, which the Lions are. And you're never going to get younger in NFL years. So to me, this offseason, in finding the right pieces, and they flipped out three coaches in a heartbeat. And all those coaches are centered on defense. Their offense at the end of the year was, when clicking, was as good as anybody in pro football. So now, combine, which really the combine, I don't think Lions fans, I know you'll enjoy the 18 Michigan guys who have been invited. I don't know how many will be there. Combine won't give you a lot, but if you are going to watch for positions, Michael, it obviously would be DBs and defensive linemen. And and O-linemen is another position in terms of depth and the future that we haven't talked about that we will in this segment. Yeah, absolutely. It's the secondary, the corner position, edge position, and like you're talking about, offensive line. Guard is actually a big deal what's going on here because you got Jonah Jackson, who is a free agent right now. Are the Lions going to get him to come back? It's going to be expensive if it does happen. If they can't, you do got to find a guard in the draft or via free agency because we have to have a, a good, stout offensive line. That's how our offense worked. If it did not protect Jared Goff or open up those holes on the offensive line, we struggled a little bit. So clearly, everybody in their mom knows exactly what the Lions need. We're so close. If we get a shutdown corner and another pass rusher, Imagine where the Lions could go. They went to the NFC Championship with a terrible 
corner position with Cam Sutton being thrown into number one and opposite of Aiden Hutchinson, nothing. You get those positions locked up, this team most definitely should be able to compete for Super Bowls. Really curious. Uh, March 11th will be the official day to announce legal tampering or you begin the process for a free agency and what the Lions do between now and then. We know they'll have their crew at the Combine doing interviews and watching uh, that talent. It's not a lot. I, I do agree with whether it's a starter or two on the offensive line or at least depth. You watched how the depth was very important on the O-line this year to help the Lions, who seem to have at least an injury or two on the line every game this year. They had few games when they had their full offensive line playing. Yeah, we expected our offensive line to be all good this year, but then Halapludi Vati Vaitai went down. Graham Glasgow came in and took over. But again, we had injuries to Jonah Jackson and Frank Ragnow dealing with this toe injury, and that is hurting the team. So the offensive line is so important because if we do have a player who goes down, do you want us to significantly drop in talent to where we cannot run the football in that game or protect Jared Goff? No, we have to have that depth there. It is so important because injuries will occur, but we need to continue to keep our quarterback upright and run the football. So the guard position is vital, this free agency and this draft, and I'm really curious to see the the, the type of player they're looking for. Are they Are going to look for a center slash guard, universal who could play both? Or are they going to target just straight guard? When are they going to get these players, whether it be in free agency or in the draft? It's going to be really important for this offense going forward. And Ragnow did announce he's coming back, but he had to think about it at least yep. a little bit. So you wonder how many more years with Ragnow fighting through the injuries. If you're right? Brad Holmes, you got to think that this is probably his last year. That's what I would go into thinking. Get a developmental center slash guard in the draft whether it be third, fourth round, something of that nature, and groom behind a Frank Ragnow. And if there is an injury this year, the guy can come in and play. If he does retire, then you would have someone in-house that at least has seen a year of how Frank Ragnow operates by looking at the defense and breaking it down for Jared Goff because the importance of what Frank Ragnow does with his brain during the play is very important to how successful that play occurs for offense. People don't realize this, but the center really, really has to see what's going on defense, and it helps that quarterback out. All right, on the other side of the Lions O-line, you have their D-line, which needs help. You've mentioned uh, Danielle Hunter from the Vikings, who's rated the fifth-best free agent. First one is Cousins, which also I've seen mock drafts saying J.J. McCarthy will be taken by the Vikings, and that would be interesting if you're the Vikings to say, you know what, we're going to go with the young quarterback not invest the money in Cousins and try and keep Hunter and build around him because he'll have Hawkinson, Addison, and Jefferson as weapons. They have a solid offensive line. Look how well backup quarterbacks played for the Vikings when Cousins went down. Where, where do you think Cousins will end up? Will he stay in the NFC North, or will he go to another team and the Vikings use their money elsewhere? Big question here. Good question. Personally, my belief system is he probably returns to Minnesota. It's the best situation for him. He knows the offense, and all the weapons there are just ridiculous. If he didn't get injured, they're more than likely in the playoffs, and we're probably not winning the division with three weeks to go because Kirk Cousins can distribute the football with that team, so it makes sense. And they could draft a young quarterback 
in the draft to develop behind Kirk Cousins, give him a one-year deal, see what he can do. But if he does leave, I think the Atlanta Falcons make a lot of sense as well. You got Kyle Pitts, the tight end over there. They got all sorts of weapons in Bijan Robinson and Drake London. So that would be another good situation for them. Or the San Francisco 49ers. They don't believe Brock Purdy could win a Super Bowl. Maybe try a one-year flyer for Kirk. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and uh, I'll get to Chris Jones uh, in a moment. I read a story, you know, with the Chiefs winning again, they're not going to invest money to win another Super Bowl. I really don't think they are. You, you, you get three, you can live a long time off of that. Could Jones end, end up a lion? But I'm, I'm looking at the NFC North, and Jordan Love and the Packers really close strong. All right, the NFC North looks much better. Uh, going into this season than it did a year ago, minus Rodgers. Where, where do you think Fields will end up? Because he said in the podcast, you alluded to it, that he wants to stay in Chicago. There's this love affair with Caleb Williams that I do not get. I watched a lot of late-night USC games this past season. I think he's regressed. Uh, I believe the Bears are saying he's our Mahomes. I don't buy it. Uh, your thoughts on will Fields stay in Chicago and Atlanta seems to be yes. the likely destination. Atlanta seems like the best destination because Justin Fields is from Georgia. They're a team that likes to run the football as a quarterback. And then you got Bijan Robinson, so it makes a lot of sense there. I agree with you. Justin Fields probably should stay in Chicago, but I think he is going to get traded. And it has nothing to do really with his talent. It's the fact that they wasted his rookie contract. And... He'd be going into year four. They obviously would then have to extend him with all the contracts that they divvied out to Montez Sweat and other players for that football team. It makes sense for them to grab a young quarterback on a rookie deal like a Caleb Williams to develop for their football team. Personally, Justin Fields probably gives them the best chance to win, but I'm also not their general manager, and Chicago tends to make mistakes quite a bit at the quarterback position, so I do expect him to be gone, and Caleb Williams probably the heir apparent to Justin. Personally, as a Lions fan and a statewide broadcaster in Michigan, I welcome Caleb Williams to be the starter and the Lions get to play a rookie twice in the NFC North. I'll take that. I also welcome Cousins to go play uh, for the Steelers and J.J. McCarthy uh, to have two rookie starters in the NFC North. I'll take that all day long. If I'm the Lions. Hey, I'll take it all day long. Right? Well, we need the best path to get to the yeah, championship. Exactly. Game. There's 4-0. <laughs> yep. There, there's 4-0. Chris Jones, uh, and I also look at LeJarius Sneed. And two of the big keys, I know Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor Swift get all the hype with the Chiefs, but these two guys, when healthy, are the difference makers because it changes the complexion of what Spagnola can do on defense for KC. Story I read today about the possibility that they'll keep Sneed, pay him, but not pay Chris Jones, and I start thinking about that dude in the center of the Lions' offensive line. Could you imagine Man. that? Chris Jones in the middle with his elite mm. hands and his ability to sack the quarterback from the center of this defense. You would plug him up with Aiden Hutchinson, and maybe you get a guy in the draft. This defensive line would be ridiculous. Remember, in 2014, we had one of the best defensive lines in football and made your defense all better. You get pressure on that quarterback from the interior, guess what? Your corners tend to look a little bit better. Your linebackers tend to look a little bit better. And obviously, your defensive coordinator. I don't know if they get Chris Jones. That would be a gigantic move. And I think it would be a Super Bowl all-in type of move. 
if they were to pay Chris Jones because he's going to demand a ton of money. Him and Ali McNeil, oh, make my mouth water. And with Hutch, and then you know through the draft, you get somebody on the left side as the edge rusher. Twenty nine Jones, like you said with uh, Daniel Hunter. The question is, and we've talked about this already in the last hour or so. Brad Holmes hasn't built this through big free agent money, nope. has he? Not at all. Cam Sutton is his biggest free agent that he's done so far here. But it was a little bit different, though, because year one, they took everything down. They took this franchise to the studs and said they wanted to slowly build it through the draft. And he did it correctly. He found the talent. But now you're at a position where this franchise is here. It is not building anything. We are here and we just need to get one or two pieces, selected free agents. That's all you need to do. You don't need to go all in on free agency. But if you could get a Daniil Hunter or a Jalen Johnson, somebody in the secondary, and then you supplement with another good draft, this team could be absolutely ridiculous in regard to talent to the 53-man roster. I think he'll make one good move, and the rest will be depth. But you're correct. It is all about building to the draft that is the foundation of this football team. But in our last segment, we talked about expectations and the bar and that you're the fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl in New Orleans, Detroit. You were in the Final Four in the NFL. I know fans. They're not going to say, hey, well, you went 11-6 and and you won one playoff game but lost at home in the second one. Not going to cut it. It's the NFL. It's not for long. Memory, fans, it's how it works. So now when you look at free agents and you get a chance as – you're moving on coaches that didn't fit spots that need to be better. And you're Brad Holmes, and you can make your team better. Whether that's Sneed in the secondary, Jones on the D-line, or Hunter at edge rusher, if you could pick one of those three in your homes, what one would you invest in? I think the best investment from a strategic standpoint as well as financial standpoint and player talent would be would be Daniil Hunter. 29 years old, you can probably get him on a three-year deal. This guy is magnificent with getting to the quarterback. He is exactly what a Dan Campbell type of player is. Relentless, never gives up, physical, he's a leader of men, and again, it could be a three-year deal, right? So when his contract is up, you'll have the ability to continue to pay Folks like Aiden Hutchinson or whoever else you draft, it is not going to be a five-year deal, something that's long that's going to screw up your cap. At the end, it could be something that you can do with a three-year deal. And boy, oh boy, the pressure that he could put on quarterbacks with Aiden Hutchinson would probably be the best pass-rushing duo in football, and it would give quarterbacks a lot of sleepless nights. Because I'm looking, I'm playing Brad Holmes, GM, for a moment. Your plan began with the trade of Stafford. Right, then you have your second year, correct, and mm-hmm. and now you get you you move forward each year, uh, you have, and you're nine and eight last year, and now you went to the NFC title game. Fan expectation will be to get to the Super Bowl, correct? I, if, and so to say you're not going to go after some of the biggest free agents and rely on. Your hope that you hit again in the draft, which he did last year, and it was fantastic. But, man, you you have a chance between those three. I'm not saying you need two of the three or all three. I'm not blind to salary cap money. But one of those three could be the difference maker 
in terms of Lions winning the Super Bowl. Correct. Staying healthy, one of them. Sneed at a shutdown corner. Uh, Hunter and Jones, though, fit more what we're looking for because a stronger pass rush means you don't have to rely with so much coverage. 100%, and it opens it up for everybody else on the defensive line. I think that's important as well. Aiden Hutchinson will get less double teams. Aleem McNeil will get less double teams, and it opens everything up. And when you have such a good pass rush, it does make the rest of the defense look really, really good. It's so important. Just like the offensive line, we're, bur- we're built for physicality. we got to be the same thing with that defensive line. It's the trenches, and the trenches get it done, and you're correct. If we had... If we had Daniil Hunter in the NFC Championship game, I think a lot of people would suggest that we win that game, right? Just a couple extra plays from somebody. somebody yeah, it wasn't Snead. He didn't need Snead in that to lock down somebody because I don't think Debo was totally healthy, and Ayuk made the bounce off of Vildor's helmet, the you know immaculate reception too. I I agree with you. You would have needed Jones or Hunter more to get to Vegas than you would have a shutdown corner. And what kills us? It's the quarterback that runs around, mobile quarterback, extending the play. Brock I think Purdy's scrambling. Run. It's not like that dude is a it's speed It's not dude. like a dude, but it just hurt us. It a- really Hutchinson us. had a bad game. I don't know if he was sick. Uh, he, he had his worst game probably ever playing football. He did. Oh, yeah. He was it just is. bad. He was bad tackling. He's getting punked by Kittle. Uh, you can make your excuses. I love Aiden Hutchinson. Don't get me wrong. But he was bad start to finish in that NFC Championship game. And it wasn't just him. You had St. Brown drop a ball. Josh Reynolds drop oh. multiple balls. you got to mm. play big in the biggest moments if you want to be a team that's competing for Super Bowls. And so we get continue to get players with that mentality, with that fighting mentality that never gives up and See, it continues. Got to do it. I'm, I'm telling you, Jones or Hunter, to me, is worth the investment. Yes, I yeah, agree. I really do. They're both 29, whether it's three or four years for either one of them. I, I think they're they're game changers. Absolute game Pressure game off records. of Hutch. Yes. They, they Look how much better the Chiefs were with Jones in the lineup. Much improved. Right? Much improved. Their defense was much improved when he was in the lineup. And I thought the Vikings played very well minus Cousins without him. I They were pushing for a playoff spot really almost until – uh, the final weekend. Uh, Mike Kimber, by the way, Chad Sports, uh, Micro Mike on YouTube, also part of Herman Moore's Lions Nation Unite. Look for them on Facebook and also YouTube. Eric Zane for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Huge Lions fan. Yeah, he's awesome, too. He'll, he'll join way. us next segment. He has a lot of Lions questions uh, for you. If you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge at huge show on Twitter the huge show on Facebook also opt in on that huge text chain text the word huge twenty one thousand I also have a reminder from Johnny Brand Senior all the brands steakhouse and grills in Michigan have two happy hours each day three until six p.m. nine until midnight at all brands locations you'll find the brands in Bay City. Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR, and Mike Brand Sr. has the Brands in Cascade, and Liz Brand Stegeheis and Sean Stegeheis have the Brands in Wyoming at 44th and South Division. Two happy hours every day 
seven days a week, three until 6 p.m. and nine until midnight at All Brands Steakhouse and Grills. For the one close to where you'll be tonight, go to brands.com. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. UConn has earned the first unanimous number one in the AP poll this year after they demolished number four Marquette by 30 over the weekend. And the darling Indiana State dropped out after two consecutive losses. But the biggest story was a figurative and literal black eye for college basketball. Texas A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word were going through the handshake line when a melee broke out. Now each team is at the bottom of the standings, and it was a tightly contested 76-72 win for Commerce. But a fight in the handshake line? Really? That's where we're at? At some point in our society, we have to be able to recognize what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Eventually, some folks will grow up and hopefully gain some emotional maturity. Our game of the week this week, number two Houston travels to number 11 Baylor on Saturday at 12 noon on CBS. The 51-year sportsman's tradition continues. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace February 22nd through the 25th. Four football fields of outdoor equipment, boats, and activities. Buy your fishing boat from dealers who know how to rig them right. Meet the lodge operators and guides from Michigan to Africa. Hunting and fishing gear, seminars with guides and pros. Great deals on fishing boats and pontoons. And the lumberjacks are back. Free crossover admission to the Cottage and Lakefront Living Show. It's Outdoor Rema at the Suburban Collection Showplace February 22nd through the 25th. Huge here with a reminder that this Friday, 3 until 6, I'm broadcasting statewide from Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Outdoor Rama 2024 is happening this weekend, and you can join me at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. And Lomas Brown will be there on Friday, former Lion, 2 until 4. You can see Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart. You could win and meet him at the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoor Rama at Suburban Collection Showplace. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is on vacation. Eric Zane for the Eric Zane Show podcast filling in as executive producer. Tomorrow's road show will be at Outdoor Rama at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join me for all three hours. We'll look back at Michigan's national championship season. Year one for Sharon Moore. 
transfer portal, spring game, and the future of Juwan Howard. That will be tomorrow, 3 until 6, when I'm live from the Impact Power Sports setup at Outdoorama. Impact Power Sports, 14-mile road in Rockford, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. And if you're going to be in the Novi Detroit area, you can meet former Lion Lomas Brown, 2 until 4 tomorrow and the Impact Power Sports setup. And you can just text IMPACT right now to 21000 for your chance to enter to win Lomas Brown's Lions custom tricked-out golf cart from Impact Power Sports. Text IMPACT to 21000. Uh, IMPACT is a key word as I'm talking with Mike Kimber, Micro Mike Chat Sports, YouTube, Lions Insider, also part of Herman Moore's Lions Nation Unite. J.J. McCarthy. Vikings picking at 11. You have teams in need of QBs. I, I, I don't think the Bears are. I really don't. But Kayla Williams at the top of uh, every mock draft. Jaden Daniels, the most overrated Heisman winner ever in college football history. The Commanders, I, I believe the Commanders would trade up to try and get Williams if the Bears would be willing. I doubt that, so we'll go with Daniels at two. I think Drake May has to go three, uh, unless the Patriots surprise people and make a run at Cousins, and then they draft to Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three. Harrison Jr. would fit at four uh, with the Cardinals, and then Jim Harbaugh uh, will be picking fifth. The Brock Bowers tight end from Georgia, he loves tight ends. Yes, he absolutely loved tight ends. And if you look at the weapons that they have over there for the Chargers, they got Keenan Allen. They obviously got Justin Herbert. Eckler, who's really good when you throw the ball to him, and he he does his own thing right after the play. And then if you were to get a tight end right there, their offense is stout. And a lot of people don't realize this, but the Chargers got players on defense. They just did not perform with the previous regime because the regime was terrible at coaching. So they're actually a pretty good team. So tight end does make sense. Vikings, as we talked about earlier, that if they went with J.J. McCarthy, they don't pick until eleven. I think if quarterbacks go one, two, and three, or even one, two, three, and five, or teams move up, I think there's going to be a scramble to get J.J. McCarthy. So if you are the Vikings, because we do welcome two rookie quarterbacks starting uh, as rookies uh, in the NFC North, Caleb Williams with the Bears and J.J. McCarthy with the Vikings. I talked about this a little bit yesterday, Michael. That out of all those four quarterbacks, J.J., if there's a guy who's ready to start, not necessarily going to be that good from a pro set with an NFL-type former college coach in Harbaugh, with those weapons, Hawkinson comes back from the knee injury, Jefferson, one of the best wide receivers in the game, Addison, it's there for J.J., you're the Vikings. You don't have to pay $90 million for two years to Cousins. You move on. But I don't know if J.J. McCarthy is going to be there at 11. That's a big question. 
yeah, there's going to be a big push to acquire a quarterback in the draft. If you don't have a quarterback, you're a team always looking for a quarterback. And I do agree with a lot of mock drafts with quarterbacks going one, two, or three. I, th- I think it's exactly what's going to occur. And a J.J. McCarthy will be pushed up. And a team like the Minnesota Vikings, it makes perfect sense. Their offense is built right now. They just need a quarterback. So if you are to get a rookie quarterback, you're setting him up for big success with Justin Jefferson, with Addison, with all these players that they got there. And then they could save money having the rookie quarterback and they can build their defense. So from a franchise standpoint, that is very possible. And it's a very big reality that could occur on draft night. How do you feel about J.J. McCarthy as a pro quarterback from what you watched at Michigan? I feel like he'll be a decent quarterback. I don't think he's going to come out there and be a Justin Fields type elusive player, or he's going to be a player that has a strong arm like a Matthew Stafford. I think he's smart. I think you distribute the football well. I think it makes a lot of sense. Would I take him at 11? Probably not. It'd probably be more in the second round or late first round. But if you're a team looking for a quarterback, go get him. And look, if you can develop then he can get better and better. No one expected Brock Purdy to be as good as he is with the final draft pick in a couple years ago. So I think he will do well, but it's got to be the correct situation. It cannot be going to the to a dumpster fire of a franchise. You do that with no weapons like the Carolina Panthers, you're going to set them up for failure. But if you go to a team like Minnesota with all these weapons, it makes life a lot easier. It'll be interesting what the, the Vikings do uh, with Cousins, because you have to be realistic if you're the Vikings and the Bears and even the Packers. Packers are thinking like the Lions. We should have beat the Niners in San Francisco. You're the Vikings and saying in two years with Cousins, can we get past Detroit and Green Bay and win the NFC North and get to a Super Bowl? Is it worth $45 million a year with Cousins for two years, or do we go young and hope we hit the Brock Purdy-type a jackpot. So between the four quarterbacks that are talked about the most in all mock drafts, Michael, Caleb Williams out of SC, Jaden Daniels, still can't believe he won the Heisman and Penix didn't get it at LSU. Drake May from North Carolina and JJ. From those four, who do you think has the best NFL career? Best NFL career, I will go with Drake May. I do like the fact that he can stand in the pocket and and distribute the football. He takes the time to actually look and read the defenses. It's important for a quarterback to have the ability to actually read a defense and be patient for when the route for the wide receiver or the tight end opens up. I think he could have success anywhere or any player that goes to Chicago, the quarterback position, has not had success, has not been well. And I don't think a situation where Caleb Williams replacing a Justin Fields is going to be immediate success. So I think Drake May, I would give him the edge right now. I would too. I think on what I've seen in college football this past year, I would go with Drake May, but it's also part of the system you're going into. Correct. And it's also the fact that he cries. We're talking about Caleb Williams with his mom. And he I didn't just, play well. I, I People trying to compare him to Mahomes, I don't see it. I don't. I, I'd i take Justin Fields over Caleb Williams right now and a year from now. Yeah, he's proven. Justin Fields is proving that he can elude the pocket. But the Bears, Bears and their fan base are looking for scapegoats. 
Yes, always looking for scapegoats 24-7. They've been looking for scapegoats since 1985. So ship out Justin Fields. Make him the scapegoat. Make there us happy go. in the NFC North. And then it'll be the coach after one more year, and we're gonna, our future is going to be Caleb Williams. Yep. And and another coach will be really appealing. Maybe Lincoln Riley <laughs> could come in from USC and coach the Bears. Correct. Because you never know where your quarterbacks are going uh, in a story. Uh, Johnny Manziel that I read today at CBS Sports says his post-NFL life included, quote, a strict diet of blow that caused traumatic weight loss. There's a reason why he's named Johnny 8-Ball. Yeah. Uh, there you go, Johnny. Uh, man, it, it, was it the Netflix or was it Prime? Or, Netflix series where it showed him yeah, yeah. talking about his post-NFL yeah, career. It, no, no, really from when he left high school to Texas A&M at Texas A&M through the NFL. That was a good series. It was very good. You could see in the beginning he was very immature, but the way he's talking now, he's definitely grown up a little bit. And he's being honest. And being open. 100% honest. Yeah, you know, anybody that, you know, you get out of the NFL and you have a strict diet of blow, <laughs> uh, that is, um, you, you, you're... That's definitely a solid living, seven with yeah, blow. Yeah, you're you're living the life there. Caused dramatic weight loss, really. Uh, I'm shocked to hear that. Thank you, uh, Johnny Manziel. His name is Mike Kimber, Micro Mike, Chat Sports YouTube, Lions Insider. Look for him there. Also part of Herman Moore's Lions Nation Unite. Find them on the social networks. we got one final segment coming up together. If you want to join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. At huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. Also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word huge to twenty one thousand. That's the word huge out of two one zero zero zero. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text huge to twenty one thousand. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone, from Bubba Coo's Burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's Chicken and Ike's Lovin' Sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new food district. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. 
travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Thursday broadcast with Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast producing. Look for... Eric Zane Show podcast, wherever you download podcasts. Same thing with The Huge Show. And also follow Zane on Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, this is the bad part of it. A lot of people are railing Charlie Woods. 15 years old, Tiger son, tried to qualify for his first PGA event. Shot an 86. He's 15. I think it's almost better he shot a bad score than if he would have went out there and fired a 70 and would have qualified. The pressure would be immense on him at 15 if he's not already dealing with it when you're Tiger Woods' son. Now, they played well in that father-son event because your dad is your partner. You know, and he go on, you can drive a car, he doesn't have to walk, right? Post. Auto accident, but yeah, he had an 86 from the tips. Most of you golfers listening right now who aren't pros, instructors, 86 from the tips, most of you would take that in a heartbeat. And Charlie did drop a 12 on number seven down in Florida. It was a par four. Who hasn't thrown a 12 down? Most of us with our buddies will say eight's the max, even if you're playing a match with your friends. I think it's good he shot an 86 today. I think him qualifying for a PGA event at 15 and your Tiger Woods son, it would have been crazy intense pressure. So let him figure out what he needs to do. And by the way, with Tiger or his mom, whoever's picking him up because he's not driving yet, you got a pretty good shoulder to lean on when your dad is El Tigre Mucho Dinero Woods. And he threw up a, a 12. And I don't want any of you amateur golfers getting on Twitter and ripping a 15-year-old. Come on. No way. Tried to qualify. Again... I'm an amateur. If I'm playing down in Florida on a PGA-type course in a PGA event and I'm firing an 86, I'm at the bar until they close. 
Kids don't need to be hammered on Twitter. If you're an adult bully, shame on you. All right? Shame on you. Yeah, the media will tell us we can name some juveniles in the media, but not others. We all understand the politics of mainstream media in America. But on Twitter, don't don't rip 15-year-olds. Don't do it. You want to rip me? Rip me all day. I'll start posting my scorecards on Twitter, whether I'm playing at Tullymore or up at Agaming or at Dumaglass way up north near Charlevoix, or if I'm close to home at North Kent or the Alpine Golf Club, or if I'm in the Sports Extra 1330 area at Arrowhead and Carroll, or at American Dunes. Oh, yeah, trust me, American Dunes Golf Club, that Nicholas design, I've thrown up some scorecards there. Literally barfed at numbers I've thrown up there. Playing well? Hey, man, I'm playing well. Nicholas course, we're on the third tees. It's all looking really good. Boom. Hello, Mr. 16. 16. And there is nothing worse in golf than when you're trying to finish a hole and the number just keeps going up and up and up. Charlie Woods is 15. Adult bullies, you should be banned from the social networks for life. You want to rip other adults? You want to rip this show? One time I've been trashed on Twitter, and it was frightening. It was Neil Rulish. It was painful. Do not bully children if you're an adult on Twitter. Don't. Because you are sick. And you are demented. That's it. If you take joy, and I don't care if Charlie's Tiger Woods' son or not, or if he's Charlie Johnson from down the street from wherever you live, there is no need for any adult to bully a 15-year-old. Sure, he has his own private jet. He's going to live the life. Golf will not dictate his life. He is set for life. And you can't blame the kid. I've wrote Tiger Woods numerous times saying, Tiger, will you adopt me? I never heard back, but I'll keep trying. Because one day I want to knock on the door just like Charlie does. Dad, I'm home. Can I have maybe a hundred million as your long lost son? And can I get a membership at the Bear Club down in Jupiter? 43 letters to Tiger Woods asking if he would adopt me. None answered. That's why I kind of feel like Charlie's half brother today and I'm protecting him and get off his ass on Twitter. Because one day, Charlie, my brother, And me, we're going to be with Dad walking Augusta, watching him play. So, Tiger, if you're listening, which I know you do on iHeart, you just search The Healed Show, please answer my letter. I'd like to finalize the adoption. Huge Woods. I like that. I do. And, Charlie, you're my bro. I have your back, okay? I put up a 16, I think on 16, at American Dunes. 
had to write it in. Or when your friends know what you got when you're golfing, hey, Bill, what'd you get on that hole? They've counted like they're working for Josh Garvey at Dorn Mayhew in Grand Rapids, like they're CPAs. You can't lie because then you're a cheater. You go, uh, give me a one six. Charlie, man, don't worry. Dad has our back. Um, Mike Kimber, a stellar job today breaking down the lines. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And the Huge Woods would be a great segment here on the Huge Show. <laughs> Come on, Dad. Come through and dot me. I'll fly down. You don't have to fly me down on your Tiger Woods jet. I'll fly down on a Legion on my own dime. Just adopt me. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Michael. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, Mike Kimber, uh, Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore. Also, chat sports. Micro Mike, look for him on YouTube. And if you miss any of our podcast conversations, Uh, Our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.